In this episode, we chat with Diane Tarantelli. Diane is a wish mom, volunteer, and trained wish granter for Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley. Back in 2012, we granted Diane's son, Stefano, his wish to go to Walt Disney World. Here is Diane Tarantelli. Hey, Diane, welcome to the Wish House podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, Abe. Thank you for having me today. No problem. And listen, you know, I know you really well over the years, but share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, including your love for all things Kid Rock, by the way. Exactly. That was one of my, <laughs> yes. So, yep, I'm a wish mom to Stefano, but um, like myself, I just enjoy, I don't even know, concerts and especially, like you said, Kid Rock. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the day for him to come to this door, but hasn't happened yet. We have a segment on the <laughs> podcast. We call it our shooting star segment. I have in there a question about Kid Rock. Um, oh. Potentially, he is the answer to this question, but oh. but oh. but, I, but I'll, I'll hold on to that until okay. we get to that point. So you mentioned <laughs> you you mentioned Stefano. Yeah. So his wish was to go to Disney World. Yeah. How did that kind of happen? Like, how, how was the referral process? Like, how did you first hear about Make Wish? Yep. So I had always heard about Make-A-Wish, but, you know, didn't really know what it was all about. Like you just hear about charities and donating and all that. And how it came for us was we were on vacation, like a family vacation we do every year um, in Wildwood Crest. And there's like 40 of us. Um, and this one particular year, there was a friend of my cousin who apparently um, had volunteered with Make-A-Wish. And I think that she was part of the Lakeview uh, basketball, that annual basketball thing. Yes. And so during the week, she saw how it was for my family, like myself and my husband and my mom, how we took care of Stefano. And it's a lot of work. And But we always put him first. Um, you know, and we deprived ourselves of certain things to do because we just have to take care of Stefano. And when we came back, she had, she just, um, she called our pediatrician who then made the referral. Like she did it all without us knowing because she wanted it to be a surprise. And then, um, I guess when she found out that, that his wish was possibly going to be granted, she just wanted me to know. So she came to my house cause she didn't want me to think it was like a scam. Like it was something mm -hmm. that, you know, it wasn't real or so she came and she said that we might get this call from someone at make a wish granting us a, like Stefano a wish. And I was like, Oh my, like for me, that was so touching that she took time out of her life to find out who his pediatrician was, explain who she was and wanted to get him referred. Um, and for me, that was even enough. Even if our wish wasn't going to get granted, it was enough that somebody took that time for my family. Right. And then when we got the call from Denise, oh my God, it was, I just, I can't even put to words, even all these years later, how that made us feel. Like it was just, something out of like a storybook. I can't, it was amazing. It was just, you, you just think like, okay, they're going to do this. But then when the wish is finally like worked on and prepared and they thought of every little thing for him 
because he had a lot of medical issues and seizures and oxygen and pulse oxygen, like just everything. I didn't have to think of one thing for this trip. And it was amazing. I just, I can't thank this chapter enough for this. Amazing. So that's kind of how I found out about Make-A-Wish. And, and to put it into context, I mean, this was back in 2011 when we yeah. first referred, right? Um, and Stefano had his wish granted the following year. And for our listeners that aren't that uh, familiar with our process, typically the time frame of when a wish is granted is usually between six to nine months. So this actually kind of falls in line with that. And that's like on average. Um, so having it be granted a, almost a year later, that was actually right in line with the time frame that we typically grant travel related wishes. Um, so, and you're, and you have some special wish granters, which uh, at this point, you know, you, so, like you said, so many years later, they are not just your wish granters anymore. Right. I mean, you had, um, two amazing wish granters, one Monica Gadotti, who yeah. we'll, we'll talk about in a second. And the other one, Sue Morris, who's one yeah. of our most veteran uh, wish granters that we have for many years. And sadly, Sue passed away a few years ago. Um, but she was always like involved with our families and very really made sure that the families felt connected to Make-A-Wish. Um, and I know that Monica kind of learned that also a little bit through through Sue. So Share a little bit about that experience of first oh. meeting Sue and first meeting Monica and when they visited you guys at yeah. home. When they first came, because Stefano was non-ambulatory, non-verbal, just so. So I'm like, how are they going to even figure out what what he could have or what wish? Um, but Sue and Monica came in and had gifts for Stefano, like Disney, because they had asked what he liked and what he didn't. And at the time he loved Phineas and Ferb and just because I think their heads were so big and animated. So they came in with a, a bunch of gifts for him that we still have. And I, I look at them every day because it was amazing. I met and when they just made it feel like they were family to us, like they made it very comfortable they interacted with Stefano and he loves people anyway and women to boot. So he was, it was <laughs> like, right like, like every, like every young boy and like every, teenager, yeah. right? So <laughs> he was, um, they just made us feel like a family, like right from the get go, they were easy to talk to and they, you know, asked a lot of questions about Stefano, but they thought that maybe, the Disney wish would be something for him because it was um, stimulating and, um, and they were spot on. I mean, they could not have, not that they suggested the wish because, but he couldn't speak. So they just said, these are options. And we thought that that was a great option, but and then again, my fear was we never flew with him and he had the seizure disorder. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if he has a seizure on the plane? And but they eased my mind. They left here. Like, I don't even know how hours later, because we just then really connected, um, which was so important because then I knew, wow, this is really a real thing happening. And these people like volunteer their time to do this. Uh, it, it was just amazing. It was amazing. And Sue ended up even, and then what happened was 
as the months went by and we were waiting for our wish to happen, we would get little packages of just things just to let Stefano know we didn't forget about you. We're still working on the way. And I was floored. My whole family, my, even my parents were like, what is going on? Like, how, how did we deserve this? You know? And it was amazing that Sue, even on Christmas, made one of her quilts. Yes. She was famous for her quilts. She used to love and, giving quilts out to oh, her wish yeah. families. And she did it as a Disney theme and we still have it. I have it hanging on his, his bed now. And I think about them all the time, like all the time. What an amazing time it was for all of us, not only for Stefano, but for all of us. It That's was amazing. Great. Did you yeah. find that when, um, because Stefano is non-verbal, uh, did you find that during those visits, they um, both Monica and Sue spoke a lot to you and your husband kind of to get a better understanding of who Stefano is, his interests, and that was a part of the, the actual visit itself? Yes. Was, yeah? Yeah. They asked, like, the things that he liked, the things he didn't. And Stefano is a very, like, um, he's more of a people person, <laughs> and I blame my mom for that because she's always <laughs> talking to him. Like, he won't watch TV unless you have it like right in his face. He would rather somebody talk to him. So they were fantastic because they just, um, I don't even know what the word is. Like engaged with they him. Engaged they connect. With, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They engaged with him, not only us, but with him. And they kind of got a feeling of, of him. Right. You know? What yeah. would you say was one of your biggest surprises, I guess? as a result of those visits and the wish itself? Like what you, what would you think is one of those things that you were like most surprised by, you know, the whole experience? I mean, the what I was most surprised by, I can't even pick just one. It was the process from the beginning to the end of this wish and beyond it. Um, I just, it is, it's amazing how, again, how these volunteers, let alone the back office that has to plan and, and, you know, with the trips and coordinate and do everything, which is, you know, a feat upon itself. I just found that these women that came in here truly just, they did it with a passion that I was like, it inspired it's inspiring to have had these two wish granters that in my eyes were the best and the most amazing women that you almost it, it was unbelievable every time they left i'm like how could this be true how could this be real how could this be happening to us like we're just plain people in mayapak like <laughs> no, no, you are a family. You are a family that oh, was, was, that once you're part of our Make a Wish family, you are part oh, of that. Yeah, and, and, and and we really try to to show that in our chapter. You know, through oh the, my through, god, through and what did we you do. show it? It was amazing. We came back from our trip, and then next thing I know, um, that elementary school here by us, Lakeview, um, they do every year. They did a, a fifth grade basketball fundraiser. Yeah, staff and, versus students fundraiser oh where they goodness. have to the kids have to actually write an essay 
to be entered, to even qualify to be eligible to be part of the team because it's such a waiting, long waiting list for all the kids that want to be a oh. part of it. I mean, and shout out to Lakeview Elementary because yeah. we are we are planning to have a episode in the future with Diane uh, Denise uh, Hemsbury, who was the yes. one that helped kind of start up the whole thing, right? Um, so we're going to definitely have a, a conversation with her about how that all started um, oh. for all the listeners that are curious to to hear that. It was, um, and and that we when we got home, it, it it happened like maybe two or three weeks after we came back. And they wanted to honor Stefano because it literally is up the street. That's where I went to school a hundred years ago. But um, yeah, (laughs) but they, what these students did, what this teacher, Denise, and all those volunteers did for Stefano that night, I was like, oh my goodness, that, that even years later, there were children who were at fifth grade, like playing basketball that night that would come over and speak to Stefano and wanted to know about him. I mean, he was like a superstar and he felt it. He knew what was going on. They had posters that they made lining the walls. They had artwork. Actually, a lot of this, like these little star things are from that event that were given to us. Oh, wow. I still have them because it is such a big part of what we went through. Amazing. So like not only within the chapter, it goes outside of the chapter and it teaches, I feel these younger kids that, you know, it's people are different. Children are different. They go through different things, whether it's what Stefano goes through or like cancer or whatever they may have that these children are compassionate enough to put time into it. And they just become, I think they become better people because I know that I have been out and about in town and some of these kids from that basketball game come up and still know who Stefano is. Like how do you, you can't even, put that into words. You're just like, that's something you have to have within yourself as a person. And I think how Lakeview and Denise did that is teaching like everybody the best. Like, I think they go off being better children because of that. That's amazing. Yeah. And and you say, you mentioned two words. You said one that you were inspired by, you know, the way your wish grinders kind of yeah. took took the the whole experience and this journey with you um but then you also talk a little bit about the compassion that these kids had for for Stefano and your family right you know how does that kind of fast forward once your wishes once Stefano's wish is granted and you fast forward a, a year and now you're in the getting ready to start volunteering with the organization how was that for you kind of transitioning from a wish parent kind of receiving this amazing gift that you just described um, and then saying, Hey, I want to be able to provide something like this for someone else. How did that kind of happen for you? Did it happen in a particular point in the journey? Or well, how? for you me, always want to do it. Like I never thought that I had time to volunteer. Cause I was like, ah, my life is this and that. And this was even before I had my son, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you think that you're, you know, too busy for something. But for me, when a gift like this was given to us. The whole experience, the limo picking us up. I mean, the, you know, 
leading up to our wish, everything that happened, you know, prior to that, then the day that the wish happened and the limo ride and Stefano on a plane and getting to Disney and the, everything being set up for us, a wheelchair van, uh, like not, we didn't have to think of nothing. And it happened that the week that we were at Disney and I know it's going to sound corny, but my son has the seizure disorders and everything was the best week at that time of his life. Like up to that point, when we were in Disney, there were no seizures, there were no needs for extra meds. There were, so it was truly the most magical place on earth. And I, I attributed that to Make-A-Wish because I felt like he felt something was different from the minute we woke up that day and the limo, like everything, everything was just different. And he was aware that things were different. But then when we hit like Magic Kingdom and all the part and he saw all the and like just what was going on, it was amazing. And I from when we came back. I said to myself, you know, as crazy as my life is, there is no way that I cannot give back. It was immediate. Mm -hmm. It was just for me immediate because I said, if people could just whatever, I mean, if I can volunteer, I didn't even know what that meant. And I just was like, I have to somehow give back to this chapter who gave us the gift of a lifetime, even today, what, like eight years later, seven years. Yeah. This is, it's crazy. It's been, um, not well, oh, right? a, a little over nine years. Yeah. And I feel that it happened to us yesterday. Like I can't, that feeling is just in me all the time because it was a gift of a lifetime. And I thought at that point I have to give back. I don't know how, but I, and that's when I said, I got to like volunteer. I spoke at some events, um, whatever was asked. And I made time, even if Stefano was having like a seizure, I'm like, you guys at home have to take care of it. Cause I made a commitment and that's what I'm doing. That's amazing. First of all, you know, yeah. oh, <laughs> there were times like yeah. Tom was like, what are you doing here? If he's not, I'm like, well, you know, I can't, I made a commitment. I'm not going to not cancel because of something that somebody at home should be able to handle. Well, I have to be, you know, on behalf of the entire chapter, we can't thank you enough for, for making that type of, cause it truly is a sacrifice of your time and time that you have with Stefano at home. I mean, there, there are no words to describe that type of selflessness that you're, you're, oh, you're showing is, right I, now that that's unbelievable. It's a pleasure. I just yeah. cannot say enough about the chapter, about all of you. I mean, Abe, you were from the beginning that in in the team that we had, and I just can't thank everybody enough. And like you said, it doesn't even just end at that wish. We were invited to that wish ball that same year, at which was like, oh my God, like what? That alone was like, I said to my husband, we definitely don't belong in this room. I go, because <laughs> look at these people, how no, generous. They yeah, are yeah. to grant these wishes for these children. I mean, 
I don't know. I, and, I, and, and that's actually one of the things we're trying to hit home with this podcast is the need for donations during this period of time yeah. that, you know, even though we are in the midst of a pandemic and we and all of us are struggling in a lot of different ways. Um, our wish kids are waiting for wishes at this time. I mean, we have wishes that we are able to grant now. We have wishes for kids that wanted to travel prior to the pandemic that have decided to wait until after the pandemic to travel again. So their wishes are delayed um, or postponed until that ban is lifted. You know, with that said, you know, this podcast we're hoping is going to, you know, hopefully speak to people in a different way in, into the urgency of their support that they can give our chapter because, you know, once the light switch goes up and we're able to start granting these travel wishes, in addition to the wishes we are granting now, um, we're going to have an influx of, you know, probably about a hundred kids that are going to want to travel relatively quickly and everything's going to happen very, very fast. So, you know, we're going to need the funds, you know, we're going to need these funds to help us underwrite the cost of these wishes. So, you know, um, hearing stories like yours of how the wish has touched your life and how it's touched your family's life. And more importantly, how it's touched the final's life. Like that's something that's extremely important to share um, to people in the community that maybe aren't that aware of, of the impact that it may have. So, you know, with that said, I mean, I just want to also uh, highlight the fact that you are, you know, an, a, a speakers bureau volunteer. So you have talked about your experience in, at different events. You also are a wish granter. Um, so you're a trained wish grantor that is now working on other wishes as well. And you also are a trained mentor, um, which is one of the things I, I always forget about because I, I still feel like you're new, but you're not. <laughs> You've been around for a while, you know, almost a decade, you know, volunteering your time with us. I know. And the mentoring I have to. And that's the other thing, because of all this that's happening, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should still. But I have to then because there were some issues going on with Stefano and they have been resolved. So now I got to get like back into this, but I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't mention someone or something about this chapter. I mean, it's like, it is like a part of me that I can't, that like, there's no way I can ever forget it. And, um, you know, I, I look, I looked forward to a lot of like the events that I usually volunteer at that didn't happen because of this COVID and, you know, but it's hard. And I feel bad because I'm like, how are these, how are you guys raising these other funds when there's no, nothing going on, no golf outing, no anything. That's a great question, Diane. I mean, one of the things we, uh, obviously let's, let's take a step back when the pandemic hit, um, and we had to actually shut down our office, which was in March. Um, you know, at that point, everything was kind of like on a holding pattern for a few weeks. Cause we weren't sure, are we going to be closed for a few weeks? And then we're going to come back and, and, you know, we're looking at it now, seven months into it. And at the time of airing of when this, this episode goes out, we're going to be almost a year probably um, at that point after the, we shut down our office in March, but we shut down our office. We were in a holding pattern for a few, a few weeks. And then we were like, okay, now we have to make a decision because our wish fall was scheduled for, um, for May, I believe uh, off the top of my head. Um, And then we had to make a decision. Are we going to postpone it? Are we going to cancel it? You know? So that was like a big thing. And then we eventually decided to postpone it for November. And then we ended up just canceling it and moving it to 2021. 
um, during its normal time slot of when we would have it. So, you know, that was that with the wish ball. And then with the walk as what we just had most recently in October, um, that was pretty powerful too, because we had to move from an in-person walk uh, to a completely virtual walk, which had its challenges in itself. We had never done something like that. Um, so that was different. And then even before the walk, we even we then hosted our first virtual event, which we had never done a virtual event in the past, which was our Stars at Home virtual event where we had a virtual talent show. Um, oh, yeah. And so we had members of the community all performing and showing us their their Rubik's Cube tricks. And, you know, <laughs> like you have dog pet shows. You had like everything. It was unbelievable. It, was, it truly was something that and that was around the tail end of June of 2020 leading into July, the beginning of July. And it was one of those things that we started seeing, hey, these are different ways that we can fundraise during this time. Um, it's extremely important that we have something instead of nothing. And yeah. that's been helpful. I, I think also, you know, we have to put out there the fact that, you know, these donations that we are getting through these events, it's a, it's a way to continue to cultivate new people moving forward. Um, but we do need donations. We do need uh, fundraising. Um, to happen. We've had a few external fundraisers that have occurred, all virtual. We had just uh, this uh, on October 3rd, we had a virtual trivia. Um, yeah, that was... I was on the team. Oh, you were on one of the teams? Yeah, with Monica, Gadotti, and Denise, and Darren. Look at that. So you yeah. had a whole team. Oh, so you so you participated so in the, in yeah. Carly's Angels uh, yes, trivia night. <laughs> It was so, great. It so was that's really a great that, that's that's how we're that's how we're we're functioning right now is by having these virtual events, having members of our community that can host ex external events for us that that are potentially virtual, um, and they're hosting them for us, and that's what's sustaining us at this time. Um, but we can't. That alone is not enough. We have yeah, to continue right. to do more. We have to continue to have more events and more funds have to be raised because, like I said before, you know, once the light switch is is on and we are able to grant travel wishes again, that whole backload of wishes that we weren't able to grant this summer are now going to happen summer 2021. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then we need to be in a better position financially to be able to grant those wishes. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of having to learn something completely new, in the midst of having to completely change the way they operate as volunteers, yeah. to see them step up to the plate and hit a home run the way that they've been able to do it, where to their credit, we haven't had we we haven't had a lull in visits since uh, other than that first three weeks after yeah. we shut down in March, after we decided, hey, we're going to continue to work on wishes and they're going to be virtual. We provided all the materials. We started doing all the all the kind of real time training for for people, and then they started doing them. And now we're getting wishes pretty much on the regular. And the cool thing about it is that wishes are being uh, wish kids are being visited virtually all throughout the eight counties that we serve. So there aren't a lot of kids that are kind of waiting for volunteers that can go visit them physically now. Yeah. Those visits can happen virtually the way, the way we're having our our interview right now. Our call is yeah. happening all via, through video call, and they're able to do that from Yonkers, let's say. To, for a kid that lives up in Liberty, New York, which could yeah. be four hours away, you know, and they're able to still have a visit, quote unquote, you know, yep. virtually, but they're able to gather the information, have the child identify a wish, turn in that paperwork, and we can start working and coordinate a wish for them. And that's been one of the, I think, the best, the byproducts of this whole thing is the fact that we've never stopped granting wishes. We've never stopped visiting kids. We continue to grant wishes even in the midst of the pandemic within, you know, social distancing guidelines and with all the proper protocols that, that are possible. We, we, yeah. we are taking every safety precaution that we can. 
We're, so we're doing all of those things, granting wishes, and we're also preparing for the fact that when those wishes that are able to go, you know, to travel are going to be able to happen again, we're, we're trying to position ourselves in the best way possible to help continue to grant those wishes when they are ready to go. So that's a testament to the volunteers for their oh. support and their, their resiliency and their ability to, to grow and evolve with us in, the sh- in, in less than a year. Because that this we're looking at this a year's worth of time where we've turned it one eight like completely one eighty. Um, it was just totally different. So thank you favorite. for supporting us for stuff like yeah. that. But my thing is like, yeah, I haven't done the virtual yet. But you're right. I'm gonna well because I haven't had time, and I hate that I didn't have time. But no, but it's true. You have a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to have to make time because you. it makes sense because I felt bad for like kids up so far. And I'm like, how who's going up there? But yeah, this makes sense like to do it virtually and they can get their wishes. So I'm yeah. going to have to get back into that. Yeah. You want to know something interesting? We did a uh, one of our episodes for the podcast with a wish alum. His name is Brian and he is now living in, in Queens. He's been able to visit he, recently. He kind of got back into wishes again, and he's yeah. worked on two wishes virtually. And they're like not even near Queens. <laughs> like they're obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously right. Queens yeah. is here in New York City. He, he <laughs> his family is he's originally from Yorktown Heights okay. in West, in upper in northern Westchester, but he's visiting kids further away yeah. um, virtually as a result. And he's able to do that through you know through all the mediums that we have now to be able to you know, um, have those types of visits. So, you know, every, anything is possible with, with some yeah. will and some, uh, persistence and yeah. the willingness to learn something new. Um, I think anything we we've seen that and, and our volunteers have always been the backbone of the organization, but they've really held us strong during this period of time to continue the momentum and not stopping what we need to do. Cause this work is important. As you noted earlier, the, the impact of these visits, the changing of the pace of your day by having visits and having the child feel acknowledged, heard, and, um, and, and truly listened to um, this is whether they're verbal or not, you know, mm-hmm. th- it's still yeah. happening, right? Yeah. The fact that, that that's still happening, that's done through our volunteer base and it, they're, you know, props to them for continuing to step up to make that happen because you know, kids like Stefano will continue to have visits and will continue to be able to dream and, yeah. and think of an ima- and have an, and, and use their imagination to create an experience that's going to be right for them. Um, and and we're, we're in a position to be able to then grant that for them. That to us is truly, you know, it's a privilege to be able mm-hmm. to do that and provide that for families. Um, now, switching gears a little bit, because you've worked on a variety of events. I was, we were looking at the stats in preparation for this call and you've worked at at least 35 events. Did yeah. you know that? <laughs> I didn't even know it was that many, but no, I, I oh, didn't really? realize it was, I thought it was maybe a, uh, like a couple handful. <laughs> no, no. I thought it was maybe like 10, 12, maybe 15. But when I saw it, it was like 35 events or fundraisers that you've supported or volunteering your time at, yeah. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like you said, you have a busy schedule. You have a child that a son that that needs you, you know, at home, you know, but yet you're still able to find the time to be able to do that. I mean, you know, how, how do you get the energy? I mean, you know, I don't, I really don't do a lot. Like what I do is like, you know, for myself um, and now it's not even going on because of COVID, but I, when I do something, it's like, I go to concerts or I'll go to like games or like, that's my thing. I don't, other than that, I'm okay. Like I don't have any other hobbies, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think that when I, for, so for me, my, the joy that I get on my life daily is knowing that I can do something for Make-A-Wish. If I could raise a dollar for them. And I'm actually upset with myself because the walk came upon me too, too fast. <laughs> yeah. It happens very you quickly. Know? Yeah. And yeah. And so I think this is the first year that Stefano's angels have not walked or I think last year, I don't think we walked because it might've rained, but I think I was there. I and think then, right but now. I did donate to Denise. Denise is because I'm like, I have to, as our, yeah. So I'm upset about that, that I used to have this big team. And now these days it's like, ah, it dwindles down. So, but I still try to get the, you know, the money, but in, it's hard, like in these times. Absolutely. But I it's hard for everybody. Company. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. but let me tell you something, the, the, the value of your donated time, a lot of times rivals the, the dollar amount. I know. It does, because I mean, you're sharing a story. Listen, at the end of the day, you're sharing a story yeah. of, of your life. You're, you're sharing a piece of your life with members of our community that may not be as aware of, of what's going on with other families in their community. And you're sharing, you're opening up that door to them into your life to say, hey, look, this is what was going on with me. This is how I was impacted by this experience. You know, do you want to be a part of this for another family like me? And that in itself is something, you know? So switching gears a little bit, because you've mentioned something really interesting about your personal, what you do in your personal time, which is going to concerts and things like that. I got to go back and talk a little bit about Kid Rock. Like, can you share with our listeners your love for Kid Rock? Because, and how did that begin? Was it at a concert? Was it his, uh, uh, what album was it that touched your soul that yeah. you were like, he's my spirit animal in, in the <laughs> as a musical you know, icon? Like, well, how did that happen? I'm, you know, I, I've always wanted to know. And I think, I feel like we've had this conversation in pieces in the past, but I would love to hear it now on, on this so podcast. He was out like back in the nineties, but he was more like, um, the early albums were like uh, um, rappy, kind of like a rap hip hop. And I wasn't really into that. And what really did it for me was there was a, um, an anniversary up at Woodstock. And I want to say it was 1999 because that would have been the 30 year yep. anniversary up in but like Bethel Woods and over there. And that's where he really, it was the album Devil Without a Cause. <laughs> it was a classic. That, yeah, that made it, like, he did a performance that I had ended up seeing on TV. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is just amazing. And then as the albums went on, um, I just, you develop these, like, you know, like, back when I was in high school, it was like, Duran Duran, John Taylor. Oh, I loved him. You know, you had posters and stuff, you know, like you're, but for me, it, I just, I, there was just something about him. And I think that when I then like got to learn about him and he does a lot for his community, which is Detroit. Mm -hmm. And I know that he does some things for Make-A-Wish, but I also know that he just does things for people in his community. And when I started finding though, I'm like, what, you know, everybody thinks he's like this, you know, 
I don't know how to say it. This is a family show, but you yeah, know, but I mean, he's a little rough around the edges, rough maybe. Around the edges, right. right? But then when you kind of like learn about him, he's not. He's a very kind person, and he does things that don't necessarily have to be out, and everybody has to know about. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was this one particular thing that I remembered seeing. There was a um, this 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 young man in Detroit and he had a birthday and, you know, frequented this restaurant that Kid Rock went in and somehow the family who, I don't know how it happened. They got word that it was this young man's birthday and he had down syndrome. Well, come to find out, I mean, and you can probably YouTube the video cause it's out there. Kid Rock ended up going there while the family was having dinner, sang happy birthday to this kid, gave him a gift, ended up bringing him to like basketball games. And so for me, I was like, wow, even though he is this rough around the edges kind of guy, he, he is a down to earth. He's a dad and he just did this. Like, you know, he didn't have to do that. And he did. And then, of course, you know, I just find him attractive. I tell my husband all the time, he comes knocking at this door. I'm so out of here. <laughs> and I do tell Stefano when I play music um, and it is Kid Rock, I always say to him, oh, your future dad is playing. And he laughs as if he knows, but I don't think he knows. He, I think he, so, he, I know, he knows, just, he knows. You know, you get like these crushes. Yeah. I don't know why, what it is about him, but. That's like, and you know, I think that when I was uh, training for wish granting at the end, there was that, you know, uh, if you had a wish and, you know, people were, I would want to meet this baseball player or I want to travel. And actually the guy who sat next to me, like totally showed me up because (laughs) unfortunately I didn't realize at the time, but he said that he wanted to re, um, redo the wish with his daughter yes and found so, so, out that she had passed mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god i gotta follow this guy and now yeah. i'm like, i want to meet kid rock like how do you, you know it just was like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> well it's funny you say that and, and for our listeners that aren't aware so the way we handle our trainings at our hudson valley chapter is you know, once you're first trained as a volunteer where you get like a basic uh-huh. overview of the entire organization and all the different opportunities that we offer, if uh, you have an interest and it fits within what we're looking for in a particular skill set at the chapter at that time, we then may invite that a, a particular volunteer to attend or to begin the process of being considered a wish granting volunteer. And the way that process works is you would have first a phone interview, you then have a... Um, a, an invitation to the actual full day training for wish granted right. training. And then you go to the training itself where you're surrounded by others that in your same group, usually our, our class sizes are between like 18 to you know 25 at most that we've had some bigger ones in the past, but typically around that range. Um, so a lot of times we purposely do sit people near each other um, because we know that there may be something interesting that may happen that particular time, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> Where I, I saw it more like, hey, he's a wish dad. Here's a yeah. wish mom. They may have something interesting that yeah. they can talk about in between, 
what we're going through in the training. And it may be just interesting just for them to get that perspective and to feel like they're not alone in that space as a wish parent. So I just thought that would be good to kind of have you guys close. I did not expect him to go that route. Um, But still powerful story. But powerful because I think about it all the time and I'm like, and I'm following up with the most selfish <laughs> wish for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all for me. I was... <laughs> but yeah, man. that totally like, I think it just blew everybody in the room because we were yeah. all like thinking, yeah, what would we want? And that was just, ne- I will never forget that. Like, uh, yeah, that taught me something too. Like, I got to say, I mean, it blew, what, what you experience by hearing his story is what people that attend our events when you're there to speak, that's what you do to them, you know? And, and that's important for you to, to be aware of because you are sharing an experience that for other people, they feel it. Like they're feeling what you're, what you're sharing and it moves them and moves them to action, whether it's, you know, donating or whether it's donating of their time or whether it's, you know, finding a way that their business can get connected to our yeah. chapter. You know, this, this, that's the impact that you have as a wish parent, as a wish mom, as a speaker, as a volunteer, and as a wish grantor for our chapter. And, you know, again, on behalf of all of us here at Make Wish at Savannah, we can't thank you enough uh, for, for everything that you, I, you bring to the table for us. I cannot thank you guys because I find inspiration from everybody there, you know, from Tom to Denise to like, to everybody, to you deal, you know, it, it is just, I think that sometimes if you don't go through something, um, you know, people don't really understand what the make a wish is about, you know? Mm. And, um, so that's what I want to get. Cause like actually let's stay on that point because i'm curious so what are some of those things that people don't know what the experience is about that you can share with them like i think that um a lot of them and it's said you know even in all the trainings and stuff that people do think that it is a for terminal children um which you know we all don't know how long we have on this earth. Right. So I try to like change them with that. And I have to say that when I did go to that first training and then you were speaking and speak, you know, and then when you revealed that you were a wish, I mean, that totally blew my mind. Like I was like, Oh my God, you would never know. And here, you know, so it's not about the terminal. I think it's about just somebody who, and not, and the thing is not everybody is going to be in the situation that I'm in or you you're in or, and thank God for that. Like, you know, thank God they don't have to go through this, but I want to get it through to them that it is not a bad thing. It's not, you know, I know that a couple of wishes that we still have on the back burner that I'm, you know, Monica and I are working on. Um, and some of them, or one in particular is like very, um, I don't know, like is, is like reserved as to why we're granting this wish or why we want to grant the wish for the child. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not about how much money you have or how much money you don't have. It's the experience of it all, you know? And I think that's what people don't understand. Like you have to donate because 
these wishes have to be granted. And I'm talking as a wish parent, knowing that these children, it does change their lives, whether they understand it or not, it will impact them until they, they, they grow up and, you know, go on their way and they'll continue giving back. I think there's something special to that because there are people that we are parents that, you know, are well off economically and they can provide a trip to Disney world or they can take them to, you know, the great barrier reef in Australia, but there's something to, for them to not have to worry about booking anything for them, not to have to worry about the details of anything, you know, all they need to worry about is the date so that they could take time off from work if necessary and packing their bags. Yep. And that's literally at a bare minimum what they're worrying about. And we handle at the, at the office along, you know, through the help of our volunteers, you know, we're working on all the details to make sure that it's, that it goes as smoothly as possible. And we've heard from families in those situations that have come back and said, you know what, I could have done this for my kid, but this was different. There was something different about, Yes. this w- experience than yes. anything I could have provided for them. And that's important to also share to our, to our listeners that are listening yes. to this episode now is that there's a power within the wish of that. It's, it's, there's truly, there's no malice in the work we're doing. It's truly all about providing hope to a family. And that's it. If yes. we can provide hope and joy to a child during a very difficult time that they're going through, then it changes everyone that it touches, both the volunteers, the families, and everyone yes. else that's involved. And that's the power of what Make-A-Wish is all about. Oh, and absolutely. that's what you share all the absolutely, time. Absolutely, because I didn't, we didn't have to think about like nothing. I didn't have a thought. And, well, the only thing I had to worry about was making sure he got his medicine. Other than that, it was like no doctor appointments, no therapies, no, you're just, it was a week of an escape that I don't think I've had another week like that because every other vacation I got to do the same thing I do at home. Yeah. <laughs> You're just there. doing it in a different yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different four walls, but it's the same work. Yeah. It's that a challenge. It was miraculous. The week was just. It, you know what? I forgot to ask you about your experience um, going to Disney World, because for those that are listening there, they may not be aware of this, is that we partner with um, Give Kids the World, oh. which is a not for profit down in Florida that helps us with, you know, that really partners with Make-A-Wish as, a, as an organization to grant these types of wishes. And so you were able to stay at Give Kids the World yes. along with your family, right? How was that experience at Give Kids the World? Oh, my God. I mean... Even there, it was like you, we got our own little house that had, you know, your own kitchen, your own bathrooms, the washer, washer dryer, machine, dryer, refrigerator. It, it was amazing. And then even at just give kids the world, they have every night a party. Like one time it's Christmas, then it's like Halloween and then it's a birthday party and then it's pirates and princesses and and every night is something it's, oh, and it's geared towards the children. It's like, everything is for these kids. It is the most amazing place. I, you almost don't need the Disney part of it because of what they do there. I mean, you could spend the whole week there and be entertained the whole time. 
There's a, a pool that you could just wheel the wheelchair into. There's um, every morning, like, you know, when the guests are out, uh, they'll go in and they'll put gifts, you know, so literally you have to leave with another bag full of stuff that they just give. Like, I'm like, where are, like, it is amazing. And it, the whole story of Make-A-Wish and how it was started and, you know, by the Holocaust survivor who, I mean, and he created this amazing, happy place where you could eat ice cream 24, to, you know, hours a day. You could just do whatever, have movies and rides. And I can't even... They have horseback riding there what? too. Yeah, my, my <laughs> son horse rode a horse. I was like, oh my God. And I actually spoke about it the other day at school because they had, oh, like, what animal do you like, a horse or a cow? And I said, oh, we like the horse because we rode a horse when we had our wish at Make-A-Wish. I'm telling you. Wow. He comes back every day. And amazing. Yeah. Like, when is he going to get on a horse again? But yeah. <laughs> so oh, it, man. the place, I, it just, it, it is... I don't know. I, I can't, I keep saying amazing. There's got to be another word, but. Well, actually, you know, let's hold on to that word because the next segment in our podcast episodes is called the shooting star segment. So it's a series of questions where you'll say the first thing that comes to mind. So we'll start with that. If you yeah. could describe make wish in one word, what would it be? Well, I'm going to use inspiring. Oh, okay. Perfect. Why? Yes. Why, why, why inspiring? Because I just feel that Everybody that is connected there, meaning the staff, you and everybody else, I think the work that you guys do for these children to have a, you know, an experience that they might not even have thought that they could have, it's inspiring. And for me, that made me want to continue doing what I'm doing. I have to give time to give back because there's no other way to repay you guys back for this. And, and so that's my, that's the word I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And that's the first word I want to say as inspiring to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. To the wish granters, to Monica and God rest her soul, Sue, who came and first we met, it just, it's an amazing story. It really is an amazing okay. chapter. With amazing people, that's it. Thanks, Diane. Now I have another have another question for you in our shooting star segment. You know, you've meant you've worked on thirty five events. You've worked on nine wishes. You've had your own experience on a wish. You know, what would you say if you could pick one Make a Wish Hudson Valley memory over all these years? What would you say is your favorite memory? My favorite memory is you know besides all of them. Um, It's like picking your favorite kid rock song. It's kind of hard, know. right? I mean, how is it? Yeah. I can't <laughs> mention it. It's got a bad word in it, but no. There you go. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite memory would be, I I'm going to have to say, you know, our trip that it's something that I never thought that we could do. Um, I never thought that we would be able to fly with Stefano, but um, 
everybody put our minds at ease and it's got to be our amazing trip. I, you know, aside from like what, like I wanted to give back to, you know, hope that other families that I'm helping to grant wishes that they get the same experience that I do. Um, but I, I just think that it all started with that wish and that's, that's just the best thing. I, cause I can't get past it. I can't. Well, that's what started it all was yeah. your, your experience. Yeah, experience on the wish. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Now of the wishes you've granted personally, you served as the volunteer wish granter on it. You know, what was your favorite wish that you granted? We, well, I did, um, I actually did a lot of my wishes I did with Monica, but I did do one on my own with, um, there was another wish grantor and I, oh God, I can't think of her name, but it was up in Duchess and it was a little girl called Amelia who was so, the family was so, they got it. They got what the wish was about. The little girl got what the wish was about. And she totally just made, I think that was my favorite wish. Like she just, every time we went, she was just so happy to see us and just, it had to be that one. Amelia up in Duchess. Yeah, definitely. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. Now it was a yeah. Disney wish. Yeah. She had oh, it was Disney. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. So you had a lot of experience yeah. and uh, things to share about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say is, um, if you could have a wish, I mean, what would it be? And and for those that are listening, um, there's five formal wish categories. We have to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. So yeah. out of those five formal wish categories, which one? I think I have an idea. I think, so which I think one? we already know. We've already <laughs> talked about it. We've, we've established it. Even, yeah, after all these years, if he would just take five minutes of his time. <laughs> Give you a call. And Who he knows? He may he may be listening to this episode. Oh my lord! You never lord. know. I mean, I am like, I'm waiting for his concert. I've seen him like ten times already. Wow! Like first, second, third row. I mean, I I can't even explain it. But yes, it would be still after all these years because I am so simple in my life. <laughs> no, you know what you like. Life. It's it's about what you know, <laughs> know what you like. That's it. It's like I love I love pizza and I love all the <laughs> toppings, but sometimes I just love a plain slice. Yeah. There's nothing like a a good plain well, slice. Would you say your crust. wish would be a plain plain slice of pizza? No. No, no, probably not. No. <laughs> maybe I'll add like maybe if I could meet Metallica, that would be the second. Oh, part. there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, you know I'm a uh, pure metalhead, but yeah, it would still be the Kid Rock all these years later. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, actually, Brian, the wish I talked about earlier, the wish alum that is now a wish granting volunteer that lives in Queens, he his wish was actually to meet Ozzy Osbourne. So oh, really? Yeah, that's in the metal realm. So that's a cool. That's a cool connection. That is a cool connection. Did he get to be him or? Yeah, no, he went. He actually. Him? Yeah, he got to meet him back in two thousand. I believe that it was two thousand three. I think was when his wish was granted. Off the top of my head. And he got to meet him with his family. And there's a really great photo of um, of Ozzy, like choking him, like fake choking him. Yes. And it's one of his favorite pictures from his wish that he That's holds awesome. like close to his heart even yeah. till now. 
Um, but yeah, see when when his episode is released, be sure to listen to it because he I talks gonna, about definitely. that experience of of meeting Ozzy, and that was his. And he loved Ozzy, but it was also his first major concert that he ever attended. Oh, okay. So and and the fact that he was able to have that through Make a Wish, it was just something that That's it just awesome. it changed a lot of That's things for him in in his life, which is pretty cool. I'm like um, Brian, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to <laughs> connect with Brian for sure. Um, so lastly, I'll ask you. What advice would you give to someone in the community who is interested in volunteering or is possibly even looking to donate to a local charity? Why would you encourage them to donate towards our Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley chapter or to donate their time to Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley? Well, I mean, for me, um, because the, the chapter that, you know, I, you guys were our chapter and I know the work that you know, you guys do for us or for the, 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 to get these wishes granted and done. And so, and I know how important it is to just even donate, like even in this time, just to help a child just get like a little, just something to make them happy for whether it's one day of their life, whether it's a week, if it's a trip, whether it's to meet someone, like, I think that if I would say to them, if you could either donate money, that's great, because you need that. But I think if they could donate their time, they would meet amazing children, amazing people, amazing volunteers that really have their heart into this. And I think it would be life changing. Mm -hmm. For me, it was life changing for a different aspect. But it, it is also as a volunteer, because I just feel like there's a lot of kids and families that just need a break, like just need to enjoy one thing in their life. And if it's like, you know, if it's one wish that can be granted and it changes their life for that minute, what, what a gift. Like what? It's just it's amazing. Amazing. And, the feeling is amazing. That's amazing. That, and, and, and you say meeting amazing people. And, and, I, and I'll be remiss if we don't talk a little bit about your relationship with your wish granter, Monica, and how oh. that's kind of evolved over the years, where now you guys, you've mentioned it a few times during this episode, where you, you guys do work together a lot on, epi- on, uh, okay. on wishes. Yeah. Um, so how, how, how did that kind of blossom from you know, them being a volunteer that's visiting you and wishes granted and then it kind of flourishing and blossoming to a, a friendship that's lasted, you know, eight years. Oh, I, because um, I think from the minute that Monica and Sue had walked into my house, um, I just felt like they were amazing. Like, I hate to keep using that word. It was just that I saw the passion that they had into granting these wishes and what they did for my son and for us. And, you know, even when we left for our trip, they came with balloons. I mean, like, who does that? You know, and I was like, she's such a special person. And then when I found out that I think, you know, as I started volunteering and then she was there, we just connected. It just was like a, almost like it had to be, we had to be friends, even though, you know, 
you kind of, after the wish is gone, you know, you, you don't really talk to everybody that you grant wishes with, but I just, from the beginning felt a special connection that Monica was just a special person. And she's almost, she, for me is like a confidant as well. Like I've gone through a lot of things and she's just always there to help. And I enjoy doing wishes with her because she has done obviously a lot more than me. And so to learn from her is amazing. Um, but I just, just grew a love for her as, you know, better than family, actually. That's awesome. Do something for, yeah. She is at the top of my list of people that if I needed anything, I know that she would be there. So it's just a friendship that grew. I And I say it all the time, like, you know, I don't know how long we all have on this earth. I don't know, you know, with Stefano. Um, and I, I think sometimes like, what did I really gain from having Stefano or, and what I gained from with the gift that he gave me was make a wish. Like it was because of his condition or whatever we got into this, you know, we got our wish granted. And from there I have met amazing people that have changed my life and I would do anything for them outside of the organization. That's just the gift. I don't, he can't give me anything else except wow. for a smile and some love, but he gave me a family, like an extended family is how I feel. That's amazing. That's, a, that's an amazing gift. That's a really and, and, you know, and kind of the way you felt after hearing that, I wish that at the training where you were like, how am I going to follow that? <laughs> that's kind of how I feel right now with after what you just said, <laughs> there's nothing else I can say to that. That's, that's perfect. So, you know, I do want to say, um, I do want to, I did look it up. Um, the partner that you had on Amelia's wish, her name was Janet. And that yes. was your, your, uh, your uh, yeah. And yeah. That was your, so I just want to make sure that I uh, give a shout out to Janet. Yes, yes it was Janet. I just. Love that wish. It was just fantastic. The family was fantastic. The little girl. And who can't love Amelia? Like the name alone. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, you didn't yeah, you think about a pilot trying to trying to fly somewhere. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Diane, for Thank sharing some time you, with us. Thank you for just allowing me to have this minute. Thank you. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.